Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. It is Thursday and the 1st of March. Uh, again, thank you for joining me. This is your host, Jim Ventura. If it's your first time tuning into our show, uh, I am a uh, columnist. Uh, I do a monthly column called Snake Oil. Uh, if you're not already getting my free monthly newsletter, you can email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com, info and all that uh, on my uh, web link here. And I'll add you to the uh, free newsletter mailing list. Uh, in addition, I am an astrologer and a numerologist, and I work with tarot and runestones and quite a number of other oracles. I have done this for many years. I do personal one-on-one sessions with people here in my home office in Phoenix, as well as uh, over the phone, of course, for anybody out of area. And uh, I started doing the show a couple of years back, and this is uh, one of my favorite shows, of course. It is our uh, reading of this month's column, and I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, and I'll read the column, and then we're going to talk a bit about uh, a subject of this particular column. I want to welcome everybody. I see a number of people jumping into the chat room, and I even have a few people on hold here um, on the phone. Uh, listen, guys, for, for phone calls, uh, I will uh, take phone calls about 20, 25 minutes into the show. Uh, I, I won't be able to take them now. This is kind of our, this is the only time of the month where I, I actually read the column and talk about this subject, so that's kind of our primary focus as opposed to personal questions. Uh, absolutely, you know, check in at any time uh, during any of the shows where you see uh, listeners' choice of subjects. I usually do two or three of those a month on Thursdays, so those are our, our opportunities for for personal questions for a quick mini reads. Uh, I will may have a time to do one or two toward the end of the show today, though. But again, I will absolutely I can't pick up the phones uh, lines for a bit. So anyway, uh, welcome everybody to the show again, and I want to start off by by reading uh, this month's column. Uh, I, I just recently published uh, my second book. Uh, my first book is called Dirty Little Secrets. Uh, that's available through me or through Amazon.com. And I just published Snake Oil Volume 1 in the last couple of weeks. I was very excited about that. Uh, what I had done in Snake Oil Volume 1, it was a collection of my, my uh, monthly columns from uh, 2003 through early 2007, about the first four years of columns. And uh, I included what I called, uh, aside from the columns themselves, I included what I called snake charms. And these were nine kind of ways of uh, different different aspects of metaphysical elements of study. You know, there's a couple of snake charms on how to meditate and how to do lucid dreaming, uh, things like acupuncture. You know, just kind of instructional stuff on how to, uh, you know, check out different things in the metaphysical world because there's a lot in the metaphysical world. Um, and and what I did this particular month's column is actually a snake charm that I wrote that is going to be part of Snake Oil Volume Two, uh, so it's my tenth snake charm, and I'll read that to you in a moment. Uh, so again, big hi to everybody, and I'm going to read the column just so you you know basically what I'm talking about here in case you haven't actually read it already. So this is a March 2012 snake charm or snake oil newsletter column. Talismans. Lucky charms or something more. There are many people who swear by the value of good luck charms. The ever-popular rabbit's foot, lucky sweater, or necklace charm with any number of different saints or angels are just a few examples of popular talismans. 
each in their own way are believed to offer protection or create good luck, depending on what culture or religious affiliations that one comes from. Statues of Buddha, saints, and crucifixes are often believed to protect or influence a home or person wearing them. The amount of different types of cultural icons, symbolic images, sculptures, and amulets are too vast to list. While they may vary in form and meaning, they are all forms of talismans. What do all these and other types of talismans have in common, if anything? Do they really influence us in any real way, or are they just silly, superstitious nonsense? For the most part, the actual objects themselves don't actually have any real power. The source of power that comes from talismans have more to do with the beliefs we have about how they affect us. If we believe a lucky penny, lucky shirt, or symbol we wear around our neck brings us luck, that focused belief will actually, often actually make us feel luckier or more protected while it is around us. Looking at it from this perspective, the symbol can become a tool to refocus our viewpoint and may actually work to shift our beliefs and our tangible reality. This change in belief acts like a magnet and often will change how we experience life. Since our thoughts and beliefs form our reality, if something works to shift one's beliefs in a positive way, there is no question that it is useful. On the other hand, if we lose our lucky object or forget to wear it and are not convinced we will experience difficulty because of the loss, we often will. I've worked with quite a bit of different types of talisman in the past. My favorite, and from experience the most effective, seems to be the Egyptian cartouche. I, worked in a new, I, I brought in a new relationship years ago with the symbol of the twins. Hathor's Mira has worked beneficially for myself and many of my clients as a form of protection for the homes or person. A few months ago, I was struggling with not feeling supported by some of my friends, family, and even the universe itself. I photocopied the symbol of Isis from my deck of cartouche cards and hung the symbol above my bed. Isis was the archetypal mother patroness of the Egyptian gods. She was the wife of Osiris and mother of Horus and Bast. Many people in the past in Egyptian culture believed, and there are many presently who still do probably, that this talisman would bring you a sense of being nurtured and loved. Isis could protect your children and her protective magic can even bring miracles into your life. There were some aspects that, these are some of the aspects I wanted to feel again in my life, so I began my experiment with this talisman. After a week of keeping the symbol above me in my bedroom to be absorbed in the dream state, I painted the image on clay and began to carry it around. Immediately I began to notice changes. I started to feel a sense of hope again. Everywhere I went, people around me seemed to want to feed me or take care of me in other ways. I had more people offering to buy me lunch or make my, me a home-cooked meal than ever before. New friends that were givers entered into my life, and previous friends seemed to be kinder and more nurturing. I landed a television appearance on a major local network television show after a, a week after I began to carry the ISIS symbol. The producer and the host of the show was really kind and very supportive. No surprise, they were all women. It seemed ISIS was helping me to feel more supported. My outer life was responding. Talisman have an added reason why they can influence us so effectively. In the past, thousands and sometimes millions of people believed, again, many presently still do, that the energy of a specific talisman really worked. These grids of energy patterns and beliefs are still available to us, whether it is the present or the past. 
the tremendous power of mass belief can still be tapped into at any time. These different archetypal symbols often had considerable power and energy behind them, and still do. When your own focused energy combines with larger collective beliefs, then this can intensify and shift our ability to create reality and allow a new influence in our lives. You can research different forms of talisman to decide what type of energy you want to bring in. Be selective with what you choose to carry with you. Some vibrations may work well for another and turn out not to be well-suited for us. Keep in mind that the objects themselves are not where the power comes from. It comes from tapping into specific archetypal energy patterns and your conscious and unconscious decisions to allow their influence. If you lose your talisman, don't panic. Maybe you've pulled enough from it and now it's no longer necessary for you to carry it. Maybe someone will find it and will change their life for the better. Once we tune into the energy, we shift our perceptions and beliefs to a new way of viewing life. We may not need the symbol after a while because we've already absorbed it. Nobody actually needs a talisman to bring any attribute or influence into their life. Still, it can be an easy way to adjust our frequencies to allowing some really cool new things into our world. Okay, so that is my monthly column. Um, and, uh, yeah, a, uh, a fun one. Uh, it, it's funny because I actually started working with Talaman symbols a long time ago in my, in my early 20s when I began to study. In fact, that was when I first initially worked with the twin symbol, and I brought in a uh, relationship when I was carrying it. Um, uh, looking back on it, 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 wasn't, um, <laughs> it wasn't one of the best relationships I have uh I have experienced at the time it was a very very difficult one but uh it it was it was something that really really truly served a purpose and was was valuable so you know I mean it was part of my growth it contributed to me being a writer and it did reflect a lot of my characteristics at that time I guess probably in the worst way but uh, anyway with with polish I would think if I decide to use the twin symbols I'll use it a little more effectively but um Talisman are really fun to work with. You know, and it's one of those words I think that people are, you know, some, you know, they're not really sure what they are. That's why in the piece I wrote, I wanted to use some really specific examples because they really are around us in many ways. I mean, again, the most common uh, talisman that that we'll typically tend to see is uh, the, uh, you know, a crucifix. People wear crucifix around their neck. Um, a very very common one. You'll see statues of Buddhas in homes. You know, um, you know some people have you know their lucky sweater or the lucky shirt or the jeans that they they always score when they wear it <laughs> or something like that. So uh, you know we laugh at a lot of these things and then we have reverence around some other ones. But really in truth, you know symbolic cultural icons and symbols are, are absolutely you know all over the place and almost every culture has different versions of these. Um, what I have actually done is uh, I've actually um, I've made a couple of these talisman uh, by hand and actually hand painted them. I was uh, an artist in college, so I have a little skill in this area. And I actually have a couple of these that are available. Uh, if you've got my monthly newsletter, you'll get some information on how to order any of these if you have an interest in them. Uh, they're not expensive, uh, but they definitely are, are, are pretty cool. Uh, to have, I've been, I've actually created four of them so far. 
that I'm, I have available. There's the Twins, Hathor's Mira, Osiris, and Isis. Uh, I'm going to probably add more as we progress along in time. And, uh, of course, they come with, you know, information about what they do and how to meditate with them and, you know, all kinds of good stuff. So this, you know, and you don't have to buy one from me, by the way, in order to do this. If, if you're on a if you're on a tight budget, um, you know, you can you can you know research online or find these from other outlets. Uh, you also certainly can. Um, you could still, if you want just the information, the instruction booklet, you can get that from me. Again, uh, you know, sign up for my monthly newsletter. If you're not already on it, um, you know, it's free, and, and, and you're kind of missing a lot of good information. Uh, the other thing I'd suggest is if you're on Facebook, you could also friend me on Facebook, and I'll add you uh, to my friend list. A lot of extra posts are added to Facebook as well, and, and, and also that my, my Facebook uh, friends and followers actually get a, a discount on, on sessions. They get $10 off my normal prices if you're a Facebook friend. Uh, and you get five bucks off. Uh, you would get five bucks off just for being on my uh, regular mailing list, also. Okay. So, anyways, talk a little bit about more about some of these talisman and working with them. I've certainly had some very interesting experiences myself with working with them. Uh, in a little bit, I will open the phone lines and, and see if anybody uh, has any call in. Uh, you know, again, just as a reminder, guys, uh, I, I only do the the the, the column read the first of the month, and I, I do want to primarily focus on that as being our primary subject for today's show. Um, I, I will maybe be able to take one personal quickie mini reading question call toward the end of the show, but again, I, I like to stay kind of on target with our shows. Uh, we do, I do you know, two, two shows a month where it, it's all about uh, phone calls for, for questions, comments, and personal questions and things, so Please uh, be cool about that. Well, that said, um, let's uh, talk a little bit about some of these different talismans. You know, I, I really like the Egyptian ones. I think that they have a that the Egyptian ones seem to have a tremendous amount of of intensified energy behind them. This was a hugely large and powerful culture. And, you know, Egyptian cartouche symbols, uh, again, I, I've experimented with some other ones. I may be able to mention a few other things I've worked with. But the reason I, I kind of have stuck with the Egyptian ones and have started um, producing them for availability also is because they, I just don't know what it is about these things. They just have such an intense energy pattern behind them. And let me explain a little bit more about what I had mentioned in the, uh, in the read of the uh, monthly newsletter, um, you know, uh, we have to kind of remember this. It's just sort of a hard concept, I think, sometimes for, for people to necessarily fully wrap their minds around because it's like it's getting into this kind of stuff that makes your head explode a little bit. Uh, but but in truth, in many respects, all time is simultaneous. All time is simultaneous. You know, experiencing sequential time is, is an aspect and an element of the physical plane. So, you know, we sort of live in an ever-present present, and then we have um, ex experiences that we perceive as past and as future. So, you know, again, without making people's heads spin too much, because believe me, it does the same thing with me <laughs> when I begin to do it. Um, you know, what this brings up in the best possible way is that a cultural, you know, phenomenon or belief or intense energy pattern that existed, 
you know, three or 4,000 years ago, the energy behind it is still alive and well and very, very strong. So this is also why, like, channelers and people can sometimes pick up on deceased personalities that seem quite lively because they exist still, that energy of who they were exists sort of in a, in a presence in some respects as well, too, so they can pick it up. But kind of more importantly, and relating to what we're talking about today, when you're tuning into a, and when you're using a, a talisman symbol, and you're carrying it or placing it above your bed or, you know, beginning to meditate on one or work with it, you are bringing in the collective energy behind that archetypal symbol. Now, one of the things I wrote about uh, in the uh, in the book that that goes out with each of the uh, with the talisman that I'm 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 marketing now, um, I go into this in a lot more detail. But uh, anyone who's over 40 can probably remember this. Uh, back in the late 60s and the 70s, people still do this. Of course, there were a lot of people that would wear, wear the symbol of the Ankh around their neck, or they tattooed it on them, and you know it was associated with love energy. Um, the hippies, the people in the 70s, many of them understood really more about what it was about. It was really a symbol of, of free love and, and higher evolved love and the ability to love everyone at some level and to let love energy flow through you, all that good stuff. So, you know, that was a time when there was a lot of, this is, you know, pre-AIDS and things of that nature too, where I think people were a lot more, um, I'll say, comfortably slutty. <laughs> I think people are always kind of sexual, and, and I don't think that's not even a moral issue to me. But I think at that time there was sort of a sexual movement that was going on. So really the Ankh in many ways was in some respects an element of a representation of this because it did have to do with that unattached love or love that was not as clingy. So what's funny is, you know, carrying the symbol absolutely can do that. It can make you feel more attractive. It can make you open up to, to different levels of, of play in that arena. So all of that is good, I guess, if that's what you're searching for. But what's funny is a lot of people were using it as a means of thinking, oh, I want the Ankh because it represents love, because I want to get married and I want to find a partner in a relationship. Believe it or not, not really a good symbol for that. <laughs> the collective energy behind it. Um, wouldn't really necessarily support it as being really primarily about that. Although I'm sure in some ways it did work for some people because, you know, some people, though that is a type of relationship they're looking for, something that has more freedom attached to it um, or that, that's higher and evolved in that respect. So it could have worked for some people. And then also, you know, our own personal beliefs, again, are probably really the strongest magnet in what we pull in and bring to ourselves anyway. But um, with something like an Ankh, and, and, and again, you're adding that collective energy behind it. So uh, this is a good thing to, to use. Uh, as crazy as a, as a talisman symbol can seem, um, they're really not that crazy. It really does make sense. You know, I had, in, the, in the many years of counseling people, and we're talking about thousands of, of counseling sessions that I've done with people, uh, there have been times when I have prescribed, so to speak, a certain talisman for someone to carry, probably the one that I have um, suggested most often is Hathor's mirror. Uh, very, very good symbol to carry uh, at multiple levels. One, it is one of the strongest protector talisman in the Egyptian um, archetypal uh, symbols. Uh, the other one, I think, being um, uh, 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 Anubis, 
and what would be the other protective symbol? But okay, I think there's three that are primary protectives, but Hathor's mirror is definitely one of them. And the idea behind Hathor's mirror is, is Hathor um, was again another Egyptian goddess. She's really like the goddess of beauty, but like in a tangible, practical kind of a way. Um, it can help you be efficient. It can help you kind of get things done in detail. You know, to use beauty and 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 practical power at the same time. Um, Hathor's mirror was a symbol that the goddess uh, was considered to have where one side of it reflected her own beauty and then the other side of it reflected the energy of the world back out. So uh, very, very powerful symbol because as a protective device, what it could potentially do for you is if someone is coming at you with very negative thoughts or intentions, um, that energy is then reflected back to them tenfold. So talk about a talk about a deterrent for things like you know someone robbing you or being verbally abusive or you know because what's going to happen energetically is again that's going to bounce back at the person. They're never going to get near you. They're going to be terrified of their own anger and their own volatile energy. Now, on the other side of this, um, we we have to be careful with a symbol like that, too, because we want to make sure that we're putting out good and positive thoughts. We don't want that reflected back to us either. But um, Hathor's Mirror is is probably one of the ones that I, I request, requested, uh, suggested to people most often because, you know, people will, you know, if they've been robbed or they are fearful about something like that, um, you know, it's scary. You, you know, someone breaking into your home or your car can leave you very phobic for a while, uh, it can make you feel very, very vulnerable and scared. Uh, so Hathor's mirror is really good this way because Hathor, the energy was so strong. She was such a confident, strong uh, goddess or patroness that way uh, of beauty, but not in like the, I hate to, I mean like sort of the dumb blonde beauty type of perspective. And don't any, anyone who's blonde knows I don't, I don't mean that. I'm talking about a cultural be- belief um, it was it was more about that practical, strong, solid woman who was beautiful at the same time. That type of an energy. So that's why I've requested it. Uh, I've used it myself uh, in many respects. Also, I, I carried it myself in some ways. Um, and I have to say, the one thing that I've been um, able to avoid is any type of real attacks uh, in, in that capacity by other people. I've used a few other symbols too, uh, like like bear totem, animal totems are another excellent totem to work with. If we have some time today, I'll bring that up as well. But I want to mention the four basic ones that I'm working with now. So we talked a little bit about Hathor's mirror. Now Isis uh, is, is kind of the one that I used in the article. She was a goddess of patroness uh, who was uh, the wife of Osiris. Um, there was a lot of incest, by the way, in, in Egyptian <laughs> stories of the gods. Isis and, and Osiris were married, but they also were, were considered to be siblings. Uh, and then the twin symbols, which I talked about, mineral, also were considered actual twins who were, were married as well, too. It's a little weird, but uh, it, it's, it's, part, it's part of cultural, historical storytelling. And these characters probably never physically existed. 
they were archetypal god or goddess symbols in that sense. They existed in the larger collective as a story or a, a symbol at some level. So they did exist at a different level of reality. You know, kind of like the way dragons are. That would be my example because we people argue about whether dragons ever existed or they do exist. And I always say, you know, a dragon, it, it, it existed at another level of existence. It existed at the, in the mass psyche. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, you could probably look at Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster in that capacity, too. Uh, and we can get obsessed with trying to find the proof of their existence. But maybe they just exist at another level of reality and in a way that we all collectively tune into. Can collectively tune into, I should say. So uh, I've worked with the ISIS symbol, and I, I mentioned that a little bit. Uh, again, great symbol to work with because it does it, it increases that sense of being nurtured or taken care of. Uh, I had a few other kind of interesting stories connected with ISIS, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna not get into those on the show because I want to mention the other two and then see if we've got any questions or phone calls that we can take. Okay, so the other two symbols are um, Osiris, which was kind of the um, wise father figurehead god. Uh, very interesting stories about Osiris. Osiris was um, uh, inevitably killed by his brother Set. Uh, and, uh, and 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 then uh, Isis was attempting to find the pieces of the body. Uh, she had to look for it in pieces because Set supposedly had cut uh, Osiris up into fourteen pieces, and the uh, and she was able to find all the pieces and avoid being caught by Set and put uh, using her magic to put Osiris back together again. Although I think that they never found like the phallus or the penis, so. Then he impregnated her, so that's where part of this an energy story about it being a virgin birth in some respects or an immaculate conception, and uh, she gave birth to Horus, and uh, and then Osiris eventually became the uh, you know ascended into heaven to watch over everyone, but the the stories were that when Osiris and and Isis were were governing, so to speak, there was prosperous times, and he was a very loving uh, ruler and beneficial father symbol. So Osiris can be really good at getting us to feel protected with father energy or male energy. It could focus us to be successful and strong and confident. Uh, another great thing to carry if you're looking at getting a project done or something of that nature. And then I'll tell you know here's the most obvious one is the twin symbols, and I did this for a reason because you know a lot of people are looking to create a partnership or relationship. Uh, and or or to heal their present one, uh, looking for that ideal ultimate partner or relationship that what that as it, that exists in our psyches. So the the twins were um, they were sort of lion gods uh, in that respect. I think one was in, had a half lion body, the female and the male energy uh, was in human form. Um, and they were I don't know again the story suggests they were siblings, but they married and. But they had a very harmonious, loving, kind of balanced energy and relationship to them. You know, they were in some ways a perfect mirror to each other. So uh, I always say, you know, I'm guessing probably, you know, when I start to market these more, probably that's going to be one of the most popular ones for people to want to bring, uh, looking for a mate or to heal or balance a previous uh, present relationship. Uh, and, and I'll tell you from past experience, it has worked. Every time I've used it, it's worked. Uh, the thing is, I think we always have to be aware that, you know, relationships do reflect aspects of us, the good and the bad. So um, if you're really wanting an evolved, high-level, positive relationship, you need to be in that space yourself 
in order to then bring in a partner who's at that same wavelength of vibration. If we're carrying anger or sadness or lack of forgiveness energy, we very well may bring some of that in in exaggerated form. So, you know, tread cautiously with the twin energy. Uh, but, but again, there's nothing wrong with asking for relationship and partnership in any capacity. And the twin energy can be really, really good at bringing um, these vibrations to us. So these are the first four that I started working with. There's a whole bunch of other really cool ones. Uh, there's Wing Disc, um, there is uh, Anibus, there's Horus, all kinds of other symbols. And I'll, I'll inevitably uh, put some of these together uh, and have these available too. But I wanted to say that, you know, you can check into other types of cultural iconic symbols um, uh, from different cultures and might find, might find those are appealing to you. Uh, there's no wrong way to do this. Uh, again, my other, my secondary um, archetypal symbol structure that I really, really am a fan of is certainly rune symbols, but also uh, animal uh, icons, uh, cultural animal symbols. Uh, I've used bear energy. I've used owl energy, I've used eagle energy, I've used cat energy, I've used dog energy. Um, it's really cool uh, when you take those type of energies into cow energy, another really, really good one, because it, it's similar to um, Isis or Hathor energy about being nurtured and taken care of, maybe a little bit more on the Isis side, um, but about being taken care of and, and loved and uh, all that good stuff that uh, we can open ourselves to. So those are other great symbols to work with. Okay, more to say on all this. Let me, um, again, kind of jump in and thank everybody who's tuning in today. Uh, let me say hello. Oh, I think, I don't know, people jump in the chat room, uh, and then they jumped out. Okay, so it's hard for me to talk in the chat room uh, when, I'm, uh, when, I'm, uh, when I'm talking on air, by the way, guys. Like uh, I do like when when people write comments or questions in the chat room. That's good. I just have to kind of answer them on air. Otherwise, I'm like pausing to. It, it always comes across as kind of kind of weird. So uh, welcome, one love. Welcome, uh, Phoenix Lighthouse. Welcome, Free Ride Radio. Boy, that sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm laughing. We get to go around the inside joke. I have another radio show that I do, and this is uh, clearly my co-host tuning in here, Joanne. So hello, Joanne. Hope you are doing well. Uh, Joanne is um, actually getting into some talisman work and creating them herself, too. She's actually making um, uh, hand lotions and uh, scented lotions that have uh, energetic power and symbols in them. Uh, you know, pop up some information on, uh, about that uh, on, the, uh, on the thing here, Joanne, if you want uh, certainly not a bad call. Uh, she's created some really cool stuff uh, that she's going to be marketing on, on eBay, I believe. Uh, but I uh, see so I want to check some of that. And also, welcome Phoenix Lighthouse. Uh, love that handle name, by the way. That is very cool. Uh, and one love, I know you had popped in here. I have a few other people popping in and out of the chat room. Uh, sometimes people are just listening and they're in the chat room. Sometimes they're not. So, uh, again, welcome, everybody. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, comments, uh, please uh, absolutely uh, call in. 
the call-in number here. We've got about 15 more minutes on the show, uh, and I would love to, if you've got any questions or comments, I have a call that's been in there for a while. I'm going to try to pick that one up. Um, the call-in number is 646-200-3966. Actually, I've got about only about uh, 13 more minutes here, so I'll have to make the calls quick, but we can take a few. Uh, you might need to dial a 1 before you call in, but again, it's 646-200-3966. I'll see if I can get one or two quick calls in here. And uh, and uh, Phoenix Lighthouse is mentioning, by the way, that uh, they just created a body wash and mist with healing properties. Very, very cool. Uh, yeah, put up your links on here, guys. And Free Ride Radio is also putting up her uh, eBay link with Weight Watchers uh, as well. So um, yeah, the problem is people who will catch this um, – in the in the archives are not going to be able to get this information. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, but at least it's there, uh, you know, for for anybody who's catching the show live right now. So uh, yeah, making you know, I, I, everyone, I guess everyone's very creative today, apparently, because um, Phoenix Light is mentioning that they're again making body wash and mist with healing properties. Very cool, and I know so is uh, and so is. Uh, and so is uh, Joanne uh, at uh, over at eBay. Let me give you – actually, I'm going to say these out loud, and I'm going to take this caller. Uh, Joanne's is uh, uh, stores.ebay.com uh, slash Weight Watchers, um, N-E-B-O-O-K-S. Uh, that's uh, Joanne's link. Um, and you could probably get her lotions there too. And Phoenix Light, who's making her uh, interesting lotions here, is at www.divinebodywash.com. So uh, there's your there's the shameless plug, guys. Not shameless at all. I'm sure it's all good stuff. Okay, let me see if I can pull in this caller who's been waiting forever. Okay. 786, you're uh, live on uh, Snake already. How are you? Hello. Hi, I'm actually the one love. I'm just at work, so I couldn't be in the chat room. I truly missed your show because I used to, my hours changed, so I was able to, like, be on your chat before, and, you know, but I'm happy I can kind of juggle you in somewhere. Hope, hopefully you change your hours sometimes on the weekends if you can. It'll be great. Yeah, didn't you, shows didn't you send amazing. me an email about that? Yes, did I did. Send, yeah, okay, I was going to say, yeah. cause I'm, I, I actually answered you back. Yeah, I know, inevitably I, I probably will right now. Um, I, I'm trying to keep a consistency, but I actually can change the hours, and, I, and honestly, I probably will. I probably will push it um, a little later uh, by yeah. the end of the year, so uh, we'll, we'll shift around. But awesome. we do have a couple of minutes. Did you want to ask a quick question? Yes, I did. I just want some, um, like, some cur- like the updated or current um, energy between my boyfriend and I, and where do you see this going within the next four months? Um, it's kind of a little stagnant right now, but it's much better than it was the year before that. So it's a little right. progress, but he's kind of still like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just it's weird. But right now we're kind of in an awkward moment where I kind of removed him from my messenger because he likes to hide behind that. And I'm kind of like, call me if you want to talk to me because he knows when he calls, it's, I'm going to have ask him some serious questions. So he's kind of trying to avoid the phone call. So. Right. I don't know. When do you feel that he will reach out, and what energy do you pick up, and where do you see this going? Okay, you know what I'm what I'm getting about this. Let me tell you what I I'm going to just do a couple of quick cards for you and see what comes up that way, um, and, and we'll tell you what we're getting from this. So I pulled a rune stone, and 
It came up the rune of partnership. What a shocker. So it means it's a question about relationship and partnership. So, all right, we'll on target that way. Um, and I think what I can say about this is, because this can, this can certainly be an area of a little bit of frustration, and I can feel your frustration around this matter, because clearly there is definitely a relationship and a partnership here in chemistry and a shared history. I think that's, that, that's without question. So I think that's a good thing uh, in that way. Um, I don't get any negativity about him being a bad person or anything like that. I don't feel that at all. So even though I'm sure he annoys the crap out of you sometimes, that's like that in all relationships, so you know what I mean? But, yes. But he, I get, again, I get the vibration energy behind it is good. And the Three of Wands had come up in the recent past, which means it almost is like it feels like you started to make some progress, like you guys were going somewhere and planning for the future that was beginning, and then now the tarot is showing the death card reverse, which is like it reached a stag or yes. a kind of a pause period where there's nothing happening. And, you know, you know what's funny and, and what I get about this is what I pick up from him is, again, I don't think there's an issue of, of whether he uh, he he cares about you and has feelings for you and those other things. I feel like I, I keep feeling like a something internal with him where there's a little bit of like a, what I'd call a wishy-washiness where he's mm-hmm. not as co- as strong. And I feel like it would be almost like the cosmic joke about who wears the pants in the family. I feel like you, you love being treated like a lady, but I feel like you're stronger in, in your male energy and confidence in a lot of ways mm-hmm. than he necessarily is. And, and by the way, that's not abnormal. That's really, really common. Different astrological signs will reflect these different characteristics. So that's what I'm picking up around it. And what comes up in the near future is the Ace of Swords, which means like you're going to get, it comes up reversed, which means one day he's like kind of sure and is beginning to push forward for something, and then he pulls back a little and vice versa. So I feel like there's a little more of this going back and forth in the next two months or so. And and I got to tell you, I'm sure that that's probably going to be kind of frustrating to you because, again, you just wanted to kind of go forward here, but um, he, he again, it's sort of one day sure, one day not sure. And are are you? And let me ask you something, because I think this is in different ways coming from both of you. Are you really, really firmly convinced that this is the mate that you want to be with? Yes. Okay, because that's really, really key. Also, that you have the confidence in that. Um, you know, really, with with would you say you're you're ninety percent reservation free? With this, yes, uh, yes. Okay, but I'm just checking in with that to make sure that that you know what I mean because the more confident you are, you can kind of lend that energy to him. I keep hearing like, I, it, it, I keep hearing like there there are issues with him about just the details of putting this together and him figuring out a way to do that. And I feel like in your case, you know, I feel like you're a lot more pragmatic about it and would be willing yes. to work through those details as necessary. So it almost almost hearing that you would almost have to direct some of this, for lack of a better way of putting it. But I know it's that female part of you that needs him to kind of fully claim you, you know? Yes. When, when do you think, like, it's right now, like, when do you feel like he'll, like, have a plan? Like, when do you think, like, he'll finally put the pieces together and, you know, finally have things flowing? Well, I, what I'm hearing is that there's a plan coming, um, in 
I want to say it, it looks like, what are we at now? It's March, April, May, June, because they keep saying, like, June to me. So they keep saying that there's some there's some type of plan that I see, and what I'm hearing is you'll like it at some levels, but it won't, it, it'll feel like kind of a, I want to say a, a decent plan, but not one that's going to be um, as fast or as cohesive as, as you'd like it to be. But I am getting that there'll be forward progress. Because what I'm okay. hearing is, again, this is within about three months or so, and then within the next, I want to say, six months from there, I feel like I keep seeing the details of of actually getting together and, and partnering actually come into play. Because the cards are showing the uh, two of stones that follows in the larger future, which means that you will adapt to each other and even kind of immerse yourself into the details of each other's lives at that point. So, yeah, I am getting, I want to say by the fall or the winter, it feels like those details are coming into play. But you'll get some kind of plan at least by about June. But you'll understand what I mean. Like it will be a decent plan, but it's still not. It's sort of like the, it's like when someone asks you to marry them and they sort of, they came up with, they didn't really come up with something brilliantly creative. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's always a part of us that, that wants it to be awesome. You know, where oh, mm-hmm. I want to be able to tell that story. And I, I just feel like that's something like that you're, you might be a little frustrated about, that it feels like it's a practical plan, but maybe it isn't as romantic or strong as you might want it to be. But, again, I feel like that that's, just, that, that's him almost at some levels. He needs a little motivation in that area. But I do see the yeah. details because it feels like you're planning something by the fall and the, um, and the, uh, and the winter. And I think that's going to be – you know, to uh, that's going to be uh, a living together situation, whether it's marriage or the, it te- they're telling me the details will be in place at that point. So you're going to get there. I hope so. Okay, it's good. Long. So You've been with them for a while, right? Uh, oh my goodness, it's going to be six years at the end of this yeah. year, so it's going to be like, oh. so. Okay, so I know you have another call, but just really quick, when do you feel like he'll reach out next to me just to try to like call me or maybe? Email me. I I think he'd try to hide behind an email because he didn't, doesn't want to call me because he knows that I'll get more out of him that way. So right, I know right, that he's yeah, try absolutely. To hide. Yeah, if he comes up with a <laughs> confrontational issue, but you know, the moment you ask the question, I hear they're saying three days. They're saying a cycle of three, which means three days or three weeks. You're gonna get okay. something that feels like. You know, excuse my 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 bad vernacular here, but like that he gets balls. And he actually oh, just he does could. this. Exactly. Well, that's what it is. Yeah, so, so I, knew, I knew you can handle those you. words. Uh, yes, so I awesome. totally can. I'm so happy I got to stick here. I really missed your show. Like, I have not, like, been on your show for, like, a few months. Yeah, like, I know. I we talked again. a while back. I'm glad you got in. I felt so bad making you wait so long, but I'm glad I was able to get no, you. No, so it's okay, because I was at okay. work. I just, I just came to work, and I was, like, juggling. I'm like, I'm going to take my break, like, right when I come in. I'm Good. on my little break, but it's almost over. Perfect so I just want to say me. thank you for All right, awesome. Good chat with you. All right. Have you a great too, day at work. Bye. Bye. All right. She's cool. I've, yeah, I've talked with her uh, some time ago in the past, and she's had this but this boyfriend for a long time. There's definitely chemistry and all kinds of connection, but, I mean, talk about back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I, I know the feeling. I guess it would drive me a little nuts at the same time, too. I think that for almost all of us as human beings, and, and especially for women, you know, you sort of like someone to put the stake in the ground and claim you. You know, that's that male energy, you know, claim claim me, you know, I don't wanna I don't want you to keep going back and forth on it, you know, I want you I want you to know. But you know, some people don't like that. They get nervous, they get uncomfortable. 
you know, they have they have fear, they have anxiety around those things. Okay, so uh, we've only got a couple more minutes. I'm not going to be able to take any other phone calls, but I'm glad we were able to get that in. So uh, anyway, we're talking about talisman today, and if you are, if you're interested in some of these things, check out my link uh, on my website. Uh, friend me on on Facebook, and you can you can uh, you can get these these added posts that I do. Uh, absolutely, definitely sign up for my newsletter if you're not already getting it. I'm a good writer. You can access um, information about my services uh, for personal sessions, and uh, you can get copies of any of my books, which are inexpensive and awesome reads and good stuff to have. Uh, also, let me throw in a plug for uh, Joanne over Free Ride Radio. This is our other show we do on Thursday nights. Uh, about uh, cheap, cheap, cheap casino gambling. Not psychic stuff, by the way, guys. Uh, we'll be running that show at Mountain Time tonight. Uh, uh, it's called Free Ride Radio, me and Joanne. So uh, you can you can check that out. Joanne also has some books available on Amazon, too, uh, including a book called Do You Know What Your Kids Are Texting, Your Children Are Texting, which is a good book. I also want to thank Phoenix Lighthouse for coming in. Uh, love the handle and what you are and what you're doing as well. So absolutely call in on another show. Um, I will. Uh, I think uh, you got some cool stuff you've got there as well, too, for people to check out. And uh, uh, Phoenix Lighthouse is at divinebodywash.com. And uh, you can get Joanne at Weight Watchers, Neb, N-E-B-O-O-K-S at ebay.com okay Jim Ventura here looks like we're at the last few minutes of our show so again thank you everybody for tuning in uh, you know check out your uh, your talisman symbols and, um, and and play around with that I'm always looking for easy ways to create things I call the lazy man's creative desire and uh, talisman are great easy tools to work with and uh, you know you can have a lot of fun with them and uh, there's all kinds of different tools to work with you might as well Use that as a focus point of belief, and then your own as well. Okay, Jim Ventura here with Snake Oil Radio. I'll be here again next week. This will be our Listener's Choice show, so you'll get to get more calls in. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I will be here next time. Have an awesome day, and happy March. Cheers. <laughs>